very good evening everybody, welcome along, Monday night, 9pm, or as usual, fashionably late, just a little bit after it, uh, very good evening to you, uh, we're here, uh, Jason's here as well, good evening Jason. Evening Graham, how you doing, Easter weekend, did you have a good one? I did have a good one, thank you very much, yeah, we took the, uh, took the chance to disappear off for a couple of nights with the, with the family, with the slightly loosened restrictions up here in Scotland, so... Uh, so yeah, a couple of days of rest and relaxation and try not to kill the kids. And then, of course, far too much chocolate yesterday. Uh, how about you? Spoil the girls, I hope. The girls got absolutely spoiled by everyone but us. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. Hey, it's far cheaper that way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we got plenty of chocolate and stuff like that. As we were discussing that with my uh, American friends. So the one thing I'm missing is jelly beans. Yeah, jelly, jelly beans? Jelly oh. beans. Like proper like yeah. jelly belly jelly beans. Well, you can jelly bellies too, but yeah, but I guess it, they're slightly different over here than they're there. Which oh, I, God, really, okay. I didn't really pay attention to it because I, when you go to the store, go, you need jelly beans. You know, it's like once a year, you're like, I fucking need jelly beans. <laughs> That's a real strange um, craving. Are you pregnant or something? No, it's just, like, it's that thing. So it's like, I don't care for the chocolate eggs. Like, God, they're everything. I, I literally, I take the chocolate eggs and then I get peanut butter and I make my own Reese's Pieces. <laughs> wow, that's, hey, that's a good use for them. That, that, that's about it. So, and then I go and I read the store, uh, all the Reese's Pieces chocolate eggs because I was at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> three for a dollar, I'm all about this. So. Yeah, man, you'll, you'll get you'll get the leftover chocolate cheap over the next few days. There you go. But yes, but more importantly, it was the first weekend of baseball. It was, it was. Opening day is here. So because opening day is here, of course, that means that the uh, seventh inning sketch competition has now closed. Uh, maybe you could give us a little update on on uh, how the the judging and stuff's going for that. So there was a lot of entries. I need to sift through them all because I think we told everyone to email it to us or DM us, which of course no one paid attention to. <laughs> I will have to go through to see which we've been tagged into and what not there. But there was a, a good amount of entries, so uh, I had to take a social media break for last week uh, just to kind of get some things done before Easter break because yes, the kids are off for two weeks now. So yeah. my free time has gone to zero and uh, yeah, I'll try to get this done next couple of days and then I will talk to the judges and have them choose which one is their favorite for the categories and then we'll take it from there. Nice one. Nice one. But yeah, it was great. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of varied entries. I think it's safe to say so. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to see what the judges have to say about it. Um, so of course we're back to the traditional, well not traditional format, back to the regular regular programming this week. Uh, so just Jason and I this week. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you, I'm still kind of buzzing from the interview with Lauren last week, it was ace. Um, obviously went on a little bit longer than we had in, uh, initially planned for and, and Lauren was kind of cool enough to hang out for, for a little bit after we went offline as well. So it was, it was yeah, we had a, a really awesome time last uh, last Monday and I see, uh, I think her next card is out um, tomorrow or perhaps the day after in Project 70. But it was tomorrow. We do know, it, she did say in her post that it was two Dodgers. Yeah. So she, she was trying to preempt everyone bashing her for choosing the Dodgers there. But it's been interesting. Uh, I'll touch on that on uh, my section here on the Project 70 cards there. But yes, uh, <clears throat> uh, it, it, we have seen the card. She was kind enough to share it to us. It is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I'll probably be picking that. <laughs> she's gonna. I tell you, she's gonna cost me a fortune. I picked up a T autograph of the of the Gary card just last week. So, uh, and I, I swithered and hovered over the judge as well. And I was like, no, I can't. Because if, if if I if I start by getting the first two autographs, then that's me. I'm gonna have to do them all. And yeah, uh, I think I would get divorced. I mean, <laughs> it would just be terrible. I can't be doing that. So, four hundred pounds. 
or four thousand pounds. And like I said, <laughs> <laughs> that's you have true. To choose uh, which one you want there. So yeah, it's all about the way you present it, I suppose, right? But... Exactly. Or you know, you're just gonna have to start giving up the day job for a while and just do as many box breaks as you can per day. You know, it'll oh, be a twenty-four-seven yeah, job to pay those off. <laughs> Come and get your tops heritage. Um, yeah, well, oh, that's a lovely segue into what we didn't cover last week. So because we had Lauren on all last week, we didn't actually look at any of the, the latest news, uh, card collecting news. Um, and it's been it's been an interesting few weeks. So yeah, tops heritage, I guess, has been the um, the biggest news of the last couple of weeks. Uh, it released oh, a week past uh, a week past Friday now, um, and yeah, tops have. Uh, slipped up once again. So they obviously released Series 1 um, a, a couple of months ago now and they had to tweet out acknowledging a problem and they hadn't correctly printed some of the uh, Platinum Player inserts. In fact, the one of one looked just the same as everything else so they made a pig's ear of that and had to be very apologetic on Twitter to uh, to everybody. And lo and behold, they've messed up again. In fact, they've potentially messed up twice with, uh, with Heritage, which is kind of interesting. Um, so as uh, one of our Regular listeners, Glenn, who I believe is uh, putting himself through purgatory by watching the Tigers game at the moment. I think Glenn, was, he was the first one sort of that I saw commenting that uh, Tops had neglected um, to print card number 216, the Kevin Biggio card. Uh, so, of course, set uh, builders are frothing at the mouth um, that they can't complete their sets because they completely forgot, or it appeared they'd completely forgotten to print it. Uh, so many... Angry tweets and people DMing Tops and try to get in touch with customer service, which takes about nine months if you've ever tried to deal with Tops customer service. And eventually they tweeted out just uh, just over the weekend there that they have indeed forgotten or somehow managed to not print card number 216, the Kevin Biggio base card. Uh, and then they're going to be including it in Heritage High Number later this year, which I think at the minute is scheduled for November. So you're having to wait like a solid seven months to get your hands on the last card to, to complete that set. Um, it was just the base card. I believe they printed the mini variation. They printed the mini and they printed a couple of variations of it as well. But just the straight base card, they managed to they managed to stuff up. Uh, so yeah, well played, Tops. Good, good effort. Uh, so do you think any chance they did that on purpose? I mean, how do you forget one card? Like, literally, these things are on giant sheets. You know? <clears throat> well, this is the thing. Um, I mean, it, it's right in the middle of the print run as well. because So there's 499 cards. Um, and 216, well, it's not exactly in the middle, but 216 falls somewhat in the middle. Uh, so I don't know. They, they've, they've stuffed, I think they've, I think genuinely think they've stuffed up. Um, it's, it's, fi- it's fine to have errors, and especially with... Um, Especially with uh, Heritage, sorry, I'm distracted reading comments here. Um, especially with Heritage, because obviously Heritage is kind of famous for having these errors uh, in it. And people you know, people will search out error variations for, from the original cards. So, of course, this year it's a 1972 set. So, uh, and people will hunt out the errors and the variations from the, original, from the original prints. And, of course, in the modern sets, they try and recreate that somehow. But, no, I genuinely think... That they've just made an arse of it. Uh, in fact, Dan has commented on on Facebook saying uh, he's heard that they what they did and what they did by mistake was they double printed Bo Bichette. so they printed two lots of Bo Bichette instead of one lot of Bichette and uh, and Bijou. Now, whether or not there's any any substance to that, I don't know. That's a great rumor though. Um, I don't remember. I mean, I've I've opened a fair few boxes between doing breaks and 
uh, and I've seen a lot of boxes opened as well. I don't remember being completely snowed down in Bobichet cars, but hey, it's possible. I mean, if you're QCing a set of 500 or 499 cards, and you count 499 cards, are you really going to check that Bichette was double or that Bichette was double printed? You know what I mean? You're just looking for an overall number. So, I don't know. I, if, I don't if, know, man. It's one of those things you kind of go, well, i got to make this set relevant for a year. And when not printing the card, you go, crap, what are you going to do? Yeah. People are going to wait for that set to come out in the season. Yeah, I mean, Heritage, Heritage has always been super popular, though, so I don't really think they need to do that with it. I mean, it's it's popular amongst a certain a certain aspect of the card collecting community because it's not really a chase product. You know, it's not... Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's the rookie cards, but it's not laden with autographs. You know, you, you, the, the guaranteed hit in a hobby box is, is an autograph or a relic. It's not... Uh, a, and, and we've been seeing, generally, the feeling is the autographs are coming two or three per case, and a case is 12 boxes, so... You're looking at kind of one in three or one in four hobby boxes might have an autograph in it. And pretty much the rest of the time, it's uh, what the community will refer to as a napkin a napkin patch. So just a bit of white cloth uh, stuck in a card that could be from anywhere. But uh, yeah, according to Tops, it's like player worn or game used or whatever. Um, so so they basically, they, when they cut up a jersey, it's the leftover pieces that are like, okay, well, it's white or gray, and like that, so you don't get any of the cool parts of this jersey. Then. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So all the really sweet stuff that goes into Tops Definitive, which is another lovely segue, because Tops Definitive just launched this week. Um, so if you're, in the mood for, uh, if you're in the mood for one box of eight cards at 2,000 US dollars, then Tops Definitive is the product for you. Uh, and it's Maybe available now. Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. I can afford yeah. a couple of bucks of those. <laughs> yeah. It's available now from all good retailers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that's a two thousand dollar box that has, um, uh, I think it's six autographs and two six autographs, two relics in it. So yeah, so products like that are going to get like the really sweet, like you know, three four color patches, like bits of the logo and stuff like that. Or um, I was going to say laundry tags. They tend to they tend to save the laundry tags laundry tags for other products, but. Uh, yeah, they're going to get all the really cool stuff and then like your Series 1 and your Heritage and, and stuff like that and, and even Opening Day, another new product that's just out uh, just out this week as well. Look at this, I managed to shoehorn in all the new releases into one beautiful segment. Um, so yeah, Opening Day. I thought we practiced well. this or something. I know, right? Oh my God. We're just natural, man. It's so great. <laughs> so yeah, Opening Day is out as well. Um, and it also has relics in, and and yeah, like I say, it's just like a little white square, and all the cool stuff goes to the more expensive product. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Tops have had a have a, they've had a bit of an emotional week. I think it's safe to say. Uh, they're, 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 I think they're what the UK press would uh, refer to as tired and emotional, and they're going to have to go and have a little lie down and and maybe have a look in the mirror and have a take a, a good hard look at themselves about what they've done over the last few weeks. But uh, so yeah, they've not exactly been covering themselves in glory with the community, but. Uh, I think as we've discussed before, uh, you know they have this monopoly. They have the MLB license; nobody else does. So they they're kind of free to fess up to their mistakes and just fix it in whatever way they see fit. And there's not really anything that we as a uh, as we as customers can do about it, other than just aid our displeasure and call them names. You know, but, um, yeah. I mean, uh, so that's uh, that's kind of it for new releasing. Um, I guess in good news, then to segue beautifully into Project Seventy. One thing that they're doing this year, which they they didn't do last year, was they seem to Project Seventy seems to still be on the rails. It's not it's not massively delayed. Cards are still coming out really quickly, and uh, we're not seeing any of the issues that we had last year with with, with Project Twenty Twenty. Would that be fair? Yeah, but then 
what they bought whoever produces their uh, card holders they bought that company so they had just no problems getting that to them directly uh they're taking the orders each day and they're processing them immediately so it's not like before where they go crap we've got hundred thousand key short grippy cards to produce where we come up with all the cards for <laughs> that uh no that they're actually producing stuff every day so instead of trying to do one print run for all the cards at the same time they're say going okay we'll produce a thousand of these cards each day and then the next day we can produce another 500 that way so by the time the print run ends they kind of already know how many cards they need to produce and you know we're not going to get the huge numbers um we had the alex party trout i think it reached twenty-five thousand, yeah and that's going to be pretty much the high i mean you're not going to find anything going over twenty-five thousand unless there's another like ben bollard in the chain card and he's got some kind of mike trout giveaway autograph something like that um <laughs> You know, I, I pretty much think that's going to be the peak there is there. So you're, you're talking about that weekend where it was the, the Griffey Shore and it was the Nolan Ryan, Joshua Bedias cards. Mm. You know, you're talking that was 185,000 cards that needed to produce plus, plus all the holders with plus that the as top, well. Yeah, so, that's true. Plus the one touches, yeah. You know, and you're, <clears> you're seeing the average kind of being card of being around 3,500 right now. So, you know, you're talking about a huge number there. So what, what are you doing in a month? looking like wow well, i guess not a month now but yeah uh two weeks is basically what they were doing in one day at peak yeah 2020 so uh saying that we had we had the high of obviously the alex party trout which is an awesome card hope we all picked it up and we had uh the lowest set come out this weekend on easter of course which uh i was all about because i i watched the same thing happen at thanksgiving i had a bunch <laughs> of low print runs because everyone went oh fuck it it's thanksgiving i'm not gonna pay attention to my cards yeah. i'm too drunk and to buy cards exactly so we have a new low with uh the blue Deion sanders as the cincinnati red card which i thought was great i think blue still needs to go into his mummy of his style there but it's a cool card um that's the new lowest print run. It beats out the Jose Canseco Tyson Beck card. Uh, with that, you also had uh, the Gregory Sip George. George. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Gary Carter. <laughs> Not George Carter. I don't know who George Carter is. Actually, I do, but that's another story. And, uh, uh, and that was uh, the third lowest card now, uh, which is exciting. This is Sif. Sif's cards are really cool. I'm surprised that they went as low as that. And the third card was. Uh, the Reggie Jackson JK5 card. And that is all about Reggie Jackson as Mr. October. Uh, and I think that's 1979. And it's a really cool card there. Ever since JK5 started using color, I totally dig it. Uh, when that card's in hand, there are so much details in there that you could probably spend a good hour and find and catch them all there. But nobody likes JK5 for whatever reason that, that's there. So uh, those three cards to set that were, came out on or finished on Sunday are now three of the top seven lowest print runs there are out there. There you go. Wow. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand the JK five thing. Like I really his each row from last year uh, in Project Twenty Twenty was one of my personal highlights. Um, I, I really love that card. It's one of the ones that I, uh, I've kept for my I've kept for my collection. Um, I did also get my first delivery of Project Seventy Seventy cards from this year. I did pick up a couple of three packs. No foils for me. So no, <laughs> no foils for me. Two separate orders. Uh, so I'm batting zero for two at the minute on uh, uh, on on Project Twenty Twenty. Uh, or for six. Over six. Well, I mean, well, I suppose, kind of, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can do that. So you can hit two different foils on the same order. Could you really? Done that. My yes. God. 
because well, it goes by what order number is that card. So if you get the number of that card and you hit another one for that card, so the guy ordered a three pack and got five cards. Oh my god! I, oh. I mean, he, all, his, all his Christmases came at once, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. And there's another guy that's hit uh, his seventh foil. He's he's bought 150 <laughs> cards. He's hit seven foils. Uh, now he's buying five packs and ten packs, so the odds are better his way. Yeah. But I. Well, yeah, there, I, there you go. I'm, I'm sounding a bit like a stuck record, but so so Lauren Lauren Taylor obviously bought a bunch of her cards to do her artist autographs, and she got one. She got one foil. And she was buying four hundred. Yeah. We talked yeah, to her. Yeah. So you know, it, it all becomes down to whatever number that happens to be there. I mean, that, that's a shame for Lauren to buy four hundred cards and yeah. get one foil. One that's foil. Pretty... Well, having said that, she got one foil that she's she's well put it this way, she there's one foil that you could buy as an artist autograph off her website. So she signed it in gold and I think made it a one one and sold it for like four, or put it on the website for I think like four grand or something. I don't know if it's gone or not, but um, but yeah, I saw one on the website and I sort of had a little chuckle to myself. I was like, oh shit, did she only get one foil? I'm ordering like 400 cards. I mean, it's possible. I mean, who knows what you actually got there? Um, oh, it's the ooh. algorithm though. The algorithm tells me that if I order 8.4. <laughs> uh... <laughs> hey, to be fair, I've done the same thing where I bought, instead of buying two three packs, I bought three. Three, three, two cards in there to see if I make a difference or not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it makes any difference. Um, no. I, I've not had any luck yet, uh, and I'm, I'm probably 0 for 150 myself. So, you know, it's, uh, it's due. But then I hit three last time. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Again, so, as, as, as Lauren said last week, tops are far too busy to give a shit about what you think about an algorithm or if you're ordering, they're just stuffing cars and envelopes and kicking them out the door. Uh, as you can attest to, because one of your orders ended up in the States, right? Yeah, so I, I'm getting a double order, which is fantastic. So uh, my order got sent to uh, a nice fellow named Ezra, and Ezra uh, had his shipping label. So, so Ezra got his order and then got a second order, which had his label on top with my cards inside. And so, he's, and so he's like, well, what should we do? He's like, I'm going to call Pops and sort it out. I'm like, I, you know, you do that if you think that's the right thing to do. It's like I've only heard horror stories about how horrible Tops is on the phone and how you may wait for hours. My one time I had Tops, I emailed them to replace the card and I had no questions asked. Funny thing is, I found the card later, so I got two of the same cards. <laughs> so Tops quality control probably went, ah, screw it. We'll just print another one out, send it off that guy. He didn't seem to complain about yeah, it. So, yeah. uh, so Ezra sent the cards there. I looked at my order with Tops. It was still showing us processing, and uh, lo and behold, two days later, my order shipped out. So I have a double order. Oh my god! So you're so you're getting a buy one get one free now. Pretty much, no foils to either one of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, How do you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe Ezra nicked one. <laughs> no, but, uh, because you can see on, on the invoices they write what number your frame is. Oh, uh, okay. I see. That's how you know. So, yes, yeah, so they'll tell you what frame number you are in there. Right? Yeah, so, of course, because the uh, files are all numbered, aren't they? I, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's what the killer thing about that. So, when I get the when I get my shipment received to my place in Florida, I get to see the invoice. I'm like, did I hit one? <laughs> ah! So, it's kind of taking the fun away from like, all right, I, I don't get to see it there. Oh, uh, yeah. I still, I still have the surprise because my stuff gets repacked. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, uh, so Ezra was nice enough to send me the cards back. So I have double cards for that. It's, uh, uh, 
Well, see, that's the thing. That's the crazy thing, though, right? So, there's like they, they publish these print runs and say, well, the print run on this car is like two and a half thousand. But, like you say, because of the error that happened with your order, now technically the print order is 2,501. So. Yep. I mean, what is it like? They're saying it's a rough approximation of a print run now. I mean, I mean, you, you kind of have to say this is what they're going to go with, and that will be the hard number there. But I mean, yeah, I I'm guess, having problems. I guess they would, Yeah, sorry, man, I keep cutting you off. Um, no, no, it's fine. And then the other thing is, people saying like you're starting to see forgeries. Really? Yeah. I mean, think about it. You would get that same card stock. You could get a half decent prison. I mean, think about it from over here. You could probably take that card, scan it at some printing place over here, slap that on there, cut it out, and you, you take a picture of the real card and send that card. How are you going to prove that it's fake or not? Yeah, well, that's true, I guess. I can't believe it's somebody with. Stuff. It's a fucking $20 card. Like, you really? <laughs> okay, you're not forgery. <laughs> you're not going, I'm going to forge that Ben Baller, my trunk card. You're going to forge that. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Trout Fuki, or not Fuki card, uh, Irmsy card. Ah, I suppose, yeah. yeah you know, it, it, you're not going to go and go, ah, you know what, I'm going <clears> to go <throat> forge another 10 more key short King Griffey Juniors. It would cost you more than you can sell them for. Uh, yeah, but, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I compl- I did not think that through before I made that statement. So, but, so yeah, so apparently the, you're starting to see that now. There's a couple of forgeries that are kind of making their way out there. But, it, I mean, you're going to be able to spot it right away there. You're not going to have that same... Uh, if you are there, the yeah, yeah. There. I think that because the the back of the project seventy seventy cards is really good because it's got the sort of tops hollow, like the tops logo is like printed through it, like a watermark almost, but with like a nice hollow print on it, which I think is really cool. Um, I actually really like the back of the project seventy cards. I think it looks really great. <laughs> Now I'm trying um, to see if I have any here so I can look at it and go, what do they look like again? They yeah. just go in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I had this great design. It was to go back behind me here. I was throw it up, and then I felt the weight in the box. So, yeah, that's not happening. That's not, that's <laughs> not, yeah, that's not going to go well, right? <laughs> I mean, these things are heavy. I, mean, I, I was so – I, I got my two sets for Friday 2020, and I'll have to figure out somehow to display them. Um, yeah, yeah, I just got nice neat little shelves or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, pl- I'm planning on doing one set. I-, I said early doors I was going to commit to doing Action Bronson set, and then he re- then he released like two fairly meh cards, and I was like, well, I, I feel I-, I feel like I'm committed to it now because if because if he drops like if if like the 18th card he does is like amazing, I'm going to feel like an asshole for not buying the first 17. So uh, I'm fighting through the meh, and I'm hoping they're going to improve. Um, so are, you, are you hoping because you get the the poster then? Well, no, no. You see, I didn't know about this um, until I read it in a comment somewhere. But yeah, so if am I right in saying if you buy everything from, obviously you need to buy it, you need to buy it direct from Tops. But if you buy everything from an artist, you get a special thing at the end, right? Yeah, a special card or a special poster. Yet it's they haven't quite said what it is. Yeah. At first, it sounded like poster like that. And I'm kind of going, man, am I really going to spend four hundred dollars for a poster? <laughs> <laughs> What happened to picking them up for five bucks at the local video shop? Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, but it's a limited edition one. So, uh, but yeah, you have to buy everything from Tops, and, and you'll be lucky if you uh, get that. Oh, well. But no one knows what they look like. I mean, apparently, the eighteen cards and the two wrappers. I mean, we're gonna see wrappers at some point. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you really gonna buy two wrappers just so you have the set? I mean, 
Well, I mean, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm going to commit to it. I said, I said early doors. I was like, I'm definitely doing the action Bronson set. And that, and and that, and to be fair, I think that's the only one I can still do because the other ones I've I've picked up the odd card here and there. Um, like I say, I I I I think I'm already regretting not doing Lauren's set. But then I picked up. But then to to make myself feel better about that, I, I think I'll just pick up artist artist autographs of the ones that really speak to me like the 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 Gehrig one really spoke to me um the judge one I was kind of on the fence about uh and I ended up not pulling the trigger on that so I, and I don't think I'll pick up the, the I mean like I said we were, we were exceptionally lucky that, that we got a sneak peek of the uh the 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 dual Dodgers card that she's releasing tomorrow and we've also seen a future card as well but we won't see anything more than that uh and yeah, so I, I think I'll just pick up art, uh, artist autograph cards of those rather than building the whole set because yeah, or maybe no, no, or, or maybe I'll pick up a Gary and I judge off of eBay and I'll do it anyway. <laughs> but then you, you you won't get that extra card. But I won't get the yeah. Then I won't get the thing at the end. Yeah, unless I speak nicely to Lauren. Seems we're mates now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's on speed dial. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. We're best buds now. <laughs> but it was an interesting thing we talked about the Dodger thing there. Um, but it's come out on Twitter that obviously. The artist got a list from tops of the top probably 200 or more um, uh, players that are the best sellers. Mm -hmm. And so this is where everyone is picking their numbers from. So uh, a really interesting one today was uh, it Jerry Manuel, Manuel uh, that popped yeah. up today. Uh, yeah, by Don C. And everyone's like, who? What? Some, 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 some right there. So apparently he went to high school with some uh, sneaker guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Okay. So there, there is a tie in there. Cool. I'm going to pull this up there because yeah. I was like. Well, we've seen uh, a couple of left field choices as well because we saw a Coco Crisp card like, what, 10 days ago or something like that? Yes, but he had played baseball with him. At, at the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like that personal. So the. I guess as well as having the the list the the, the 200, 200 best sellers like you say, some guys have already done personal collection. Uh, people people have a personal connection. They have a personal connection to. Um, of course, Lauren last week mentioned um, that she sees this as a great opportunity to do some players that she can't access with her MLB license because there's a lot of hall of so like Garrick for example, uh, where she can. You know she can do uh, uh, an authenticated, if that's the right word, piece of art um, from a player that she wouldn't otherwise have access to from her MLB license. Uh, so yeah, it's it's nice to see. Well, I mean, people are complaining, but people always complain. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do, right? It doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's going to complain about it. Right. So the story behind that card is Charlie Manuel is the father of Jerry Lorenzo, and Jerry Lorenzo is the founder of the label Fear of God. Right. Okay. So I, I, all I know is they have like two hundred dollar, two hundred fifty dollar hats uh, as a hat guy. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. I um, puke, I puke at paying thirty five quid for a new era cap. Uh, so yeah, I'm not paying two hundred fifty pounds for something. I'm just going to sweat through. Thanks very much. Yeah, I, 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 they do. They have their logo, and it looks like the baseball team logo from there with their fear of God thing. Uh, I, I saw it like two years ago and went, <laughs> not happening for me but that explains there so yeah so jerry manuel is a really interesting one uh, for that one i i i think people buy it because it's going to be one of those ones where like i don't know like it, it might yeah. sell 
600 of these things or I might sell 5,000 because who's buying that card? Yeah. But I mean, I'm surprised. Well, you see, Easter weekend probably had a lot to do with it. But yeah, to see the Dion Sanders card not do, not do quite so well, I think it's interesting. But yeah, we'll see. We'll find out in the next few days. We yeah, can, I we mean, can speak about it again next week, I guess. And, exactly. We'll do an update on this there. But yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing is that one of the discussions I was in about this is like, I see Dion as a Yankee or a Brave and you not see him as a Red. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the day he, he was going to play. Play play for the Falcons and the Braves. I mean that that's the most iconic baseball basketball cross or baseball basketball. <laughs> You're thinking baseball of football one uh, crossover there is. You know that was yeah. a play in one day. But you know as a red, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, Yankee or Brave for me. So yeah, have we had a Bo Jackson card yet? No. Uh, remember we were talking to Lauren about that. Oh, it's a license thing. It's a licensing there, so there could be a Bojacks thing. Yeah, if they can get it. Yeah. So the only ones, yeah. So Pete Rose is a definite no, and Bo Jackson was a licensing thing, but she was hoping that she might be able to get that one there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think that's what it is. You're seeing people going right. Here's the top 250 most popular players. Uh, and I would do cards like that because I want to make as much money as possible. I, mean, I thought Bernie Williams was a very unusual choice. Bernie's yeah. mid. As a Yankee fan, yeah, absolutely. Bernie's great. You know, he was a mainstay for you guys. Yeah. I, not, sort of, not, I, I sort of go into baseball kind of at the end of the Bernie era. Um, but yeah, I get it. He was there for he, he was there for a long time. And I you know, say a lot of Yankee fans hold him, hold him very close to their hearts and stuff. So, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Who was at the Bernie card? It was Toy Tokyo. Oh, okay. But I mean, I, if, if it was a, say, Core 4 card, oh, God, yeah. Why, why don't you do that? Yeah. I mean, I think it might, that, that would sell. I, but you know, I don't know if there's rights on doing the four player cards or not. No, so. that's true. Well, I mean, Jeter's up to his, up to his balls and tops, so. Uh, <laughs> for, for want of a better expression. Um, so, yeah, I, wouldn't, so, I mean, we're going to see some Jeter stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> Ooh. oh my god who indeed (laughs) oh well yes we'll find out i suppose um it'd be interesting to to circle back to these things again next week Um, well next week yeah we'll have a guest on so we'll we'll touch on it so probably two weeks we'll probably have a better idea yeah yeah Yeah, hopefully we'll get on a better idea of what's actually going on there but yes uh yeah it's it's just interesting you know it's it's evolved from 2020 was a great 20, 20 artists 20 cards you mm. interpretation now it's like i've got a list of people to pick them yeah 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 it's true yeah oh well we'll uh, we'll wait and see it'll be interesting to see if the print uh, the print runs return to i guess what we would class as normal so sort of around kind of around 5k has been about the average That'd Ooh, it's lower than that now it's it's, it's it? around like 3500 oh wow okay well be, yeah it'll be interesting to see if they bounce back from this weekend then uh, maybe people have spent all their uh, uh, stimulus money. Stimulus money. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, everyone spent their stimulus. Yeah, they've all spent. They've all spent their stimmy checks on uh, on Alex party cards, and now, uh, now there's nothing left for. for well, that or there's baseball to go to. And there's baseball. Yeah, and a baseball game. Imagine, that. Yeah, imagine that being able to go to a sporting event. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of interesting seeing fans and fans in the stands and stuff as well. What, uh, what are the Yankees at? Have these? Reduced capacity, 10,000, 
I have not, not watched a Yankees game yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I've not watched a Mariner game yet. No, I've not watched one yet. I watched I, um, I watched a bit of the Phillies the other night, um, and I think that's the only game I've watched thus far. Uh, caught some highlights and stuff, but I've not actually sat and watched the game. But no, I wasn't overly paying it. Oh, I watched a bit of the Padres game on opening night as well. Yes, yeah, we talked about doing something for that. Yeah, yeah, and then that fell apart because I've just been slam busy at work again. <laughs> the kids are a nightmare. The kids oh my are gosh. Like saving times has thrown them off. But yeah. yeah, it's true. I mean, I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and watched the Mariners rally back to beat the Giants. And that's only kind oh, of nice. Because <laughs> it was six o'clock in the morning, like breakfast baseball. Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's the only good thing about being up at six a.m. You can maybe catch the end of a West Coast game. <laughs> Cool. Well, moving on then from the news. Um, so this week we're going to take a little bit of a look at uh, Tops Bunt. So um, something that has a, a reasonable amount of people playing it in the UK. If you're not familiar with it, uh, Tops Bunt is there. Uh, it's an app. And it's basically an online uh, digital card collecting uh game. I guess is the best way of putting it. It's not really like a yeah. It's more a game than it is a. Uh, a collecting thing um yeah you, you may both well, a bit of both yeah yeah i like that it has the fantasy element to it if you have a more eloquent introduction to it than me then please feel free <laughs> i you know i i got into it because i was interested in, in, in nfts i thought would i give a shit if i got a rare card and it would give me the same joy as actually owning something virtually and uh and so i was like okay well, i'm gonna play this for for two weeks, or is it three weeks now? Is it three weeks now? We're playing this now? <laughs> I think it's been I love about it. a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a lot of fun, but then, I, I, you know, I, I've been playing Pokemon Go for five years, and uh, I, I think I... I Nerd! <laughs> I, I fully admit it. <laughs> Get the big L there and all that. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a lot of fun because there are, for me as a set builder, it kind of gives you something to do every day um, and kind of work, get my cards there. You know, you, you open that app, app up, you get three cards with every seems like what every two hours, every three hours. Something like yeah, yeah, it feels like it, yeah. Uh, you get your free coins that day to go spend on packs there. Um, you got your your three free spins, uh, and then a free spin every hour there. You get cards or more coins, uh, and you know the the it's I'm almost overwhelmed for choices here. <laughs> I don't know where to spend my money and go. How do I want to spend it? So. Uh, I find it a lot of fun. I, I think it's really interesting that way because you just can't, you can't do it for free. I'll admit that. There's no way you can actually play this game for free and, and kind of do that stuff there. But saying that, like the diamonds you buy are so cheap, like you get like what, 500 for like $3 or something like that. It's not oh, that's that how they get you. Do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I went a different route. I created two other accounts. <laughs> I don't want to pay money for this thing. Uh, I, I could see it happening down the, down the line. It could happen. I enjoy it that much. And I know people will sell their iconic cards and legendary cards you get there, but they're not going for a whole lot of money. Uh, I think the, somebody was trying to sell something for like 25 bucks. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, that's, that's not for me, but it's a lot of fun. Like it, it's something to do during the day. It definitely makes you check your phone. <laughs> At least twice an hour, it seems like. As, as if we all need an excuse to check our phone more. <laughs> oh, but hey, you know, you, you, on, have you're going to zoom me. Like... Yeah, have I finished crafting <laughs> that DJ LeMahieu card yet? What's happening? Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like the mystery box is fun. You, I mean, you, you get crap cards you already have to your set. And it goes to your base set you try to collect that year. Um, there's obviously incentive for finishing your set within a certain time. So you get an extra card there. And then as you said now, which I didn't actually know about until a couple of days ago, you have the whole fantasy element of that. So the cards you actually get for your sets, you can choose towards building your fantasy team there and then compete against other users to get more tickets to craft more shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then the ones you can craft are pretty cool. I like crafting the... So the way I've gone about it, so I joined it around about the same time as you. I dabbled in it before. Um, I think back in 2019, I played a little bit of it. Never really got into it. I've been persevering, I've been persevering with it this time because obviously I knew we were going to be doing this. Um, and it's, it's it's fun. We we set up the the community group on on Facebook, and we've had a, a bunch of people join. And seeing other people be enthusiastic about it, like yourself included, I think has has helped me stay with it. Um, so at the minute, I'm I'm yeah, I'm sticking with the free stuff as well. So uh, opening all the boxes, using using the uh, so the one thing I've decided to do is to try and build the bunt base set in blue. So the, I think, tier four, I think it is. So you can take your it's base cards, yeah. tier four, yeah. So you can take two tier one cards and craft a tier two and then take two tier two cards to craft a tier three card and then two, two, two. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm like two, a broken two record. One, two, get two for two, two for three. Yeah, and then there. two tier three cards you can craft in a tier four card, which is what I'm looking for. So at the minute, uh, opening all the free stuff, doing a lot of crafting, trying to build my blue base set. Um, I've done a few trades and stuff, mostly so I can get the coin rewards for uh, for doing trades, um, helping people out with some with some golds, and of course any extra things that I get I can craft into slightly higher value stuff I'll keep, and then trade them later further down the line to try and fill the holes in my uh, uh, in my blue set. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, it. I'm kind of enjoying it. Like the 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 sets that they've been releasing where you have to spend your coins to open, um, I haven't really I've not found any that have appealed to me enough that I think, yeah, I want to start spending some coins and opening some packs and maybe trying to build a different set. Uh, there's been a couple of nice ones, um, but the kind of like 4,000 coins a pack thing, and I'm like, oh, that's maybe a bit much. Like, oh, check me, I'm worried about spending... <laughs> you fake I'm worried, money. <laughs> I'm worried about spending fake money on, on, on digital, digital cards, but it's just because I know that once I do it, I'll want to finish it, and I know how much it'll cost to try and finish it. So uh, that was what I got. So obviously we have a couple experts in there. I w I'm going to call you guys experts because anyone that's played it longer than two <laughs> weeks is an expert to me because I just played it for the two weeks there. Uh, and, and what I've seen is everyone says, look, you want to spend the money on those boxes because you get more cards. So you can get – so I thought it would be fun. I'd try to do all the spring training relics. Um, they're just kind of fun. You know, like, like that there. And they only cost 2000 but you only get four cards. Yeah. So – you're kind of just you're just you're just chasing those. So, uh, hence why I created the other accounts because again I like the base set. And I've got I've done the white, I've done the green, I've done the red, but I'm, I'm the blue one like yourself there. Yeah. And then I'll I'll go after the the gold ones after that. And I do like the lightning ones. They're like the the times eighty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know that I if I'm not spending money on it, I'm not going to chase the other kind of funky sets here and there so like one of the ones i'm doing on the other half is the tops 100 players mm. uh, all right that's gonna be easy enough set to complete because it's only 100 cards there and i'm not gonna worry about the rare or the super rare cards there i just want to just complete the set there but again at you know you're spending 2,000 coins and you're getting three cards or four cards it's gonna take a while to get that whole set up there yeah so yeah 
Um, but I'd say like I, I was absolutely hooked on the triple relic cards with the autographs that, uh, that was just starting. So I, I wish I would have waited two weeks. So I, would think about <laughs> I spent all my money on the new stuff here. Uh, but yeah, no, I know I really like the fact that as you build your sets, and the better your set gets, the more points you get for it, the more you can do the fantasy there. So I'm mm. actually uh, finding myself looking up the starting matchups. Uh, I haven't quite geeked out enough to look at who has the best batting percentage against <laughs> who's going that night there. Um, and I would do that particularly with fantasy baseball. So we might reach that nerd dump where I might actually go and do that. But as of right now, I'm more likely just to kind of stick it in there. And uh, I do like the ticket system that you get out. You know, you can get out to nine tickets there. And, and the rainbow foils are pretty awesome. They do, look, they do look pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth entering the daily contest just to get your hands on tickets so you can craft the rainbows. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, like say we and back in episode seven when we did the NFT, I think it's episode seven we talked about NFTs. So we mentioned then that, that if talks were going to get into the space, then Bunt felt like the most natural place to to do it. Now we've not seen it yet. Um, we did see just this past week, Tops ha- are dabbling in NFT because um, they released some Godzilla cards of all things um, as NFTs. Godzilla so, versus King Kong. Come on, there's so, two. Oh, well, two. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I apologize. I only, I only read, <laughs> I read one Facebook post about it and did no more research. <laughs> so thank you for for doing a bit more than me. Um, so yeah, so they're obviously starting to dabble in NFT. Now this week with the with the season returning, one of the things we're doing in Tops Bunt, which they also do in the physical card space as well, is Tops Now. Um, and there was a bit of chat in our group about um, some of the Tops Now cards. And that they were actually like really quite cool. So we had the um, the Miguel Cabrera card where he's like taking the big swing in the snow because it was absolutely horsing down with snow in Detroit on opening day. Uh, we had the cat running across the field. Um, I have the cat. I have the cat. You have the cat. Well done. <laughs> so yeah, there's the cat on the field. Um, we we had bench clearing the other night. I don't know if they made a tops Ooh. now of that yet. Um, but we had a couple of bench clearing incidents. Uh, Otani last night, obviously. Um, pitching a hundred and so the first inning, throwing fastballs at one hundred one miles an hour, and then he's batting in the bottom of the first and takes the first pitch he sees uh, out to uh, right center field with the hardest hit home run of the year so far, one hundred and fifteen mile an hour exit velo. Check me with my stats. Look at that. We should just stop the rest. Not done that from my brain. <laughs> I've not got that written down or anything. So yeah, so he obviously had a monster night. Um. And, it, and it's these kind of events, I think, that are, if Tops choose to go about it the same way that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the NBA have done it with Top Shot, where you get to, where you have these moments, um, I think there's a, a huge potential for this, for a crossover between um, Tops now in the physical space, Tops now in the in the digital space and Tops Bunt, and making them available for purchase by NFT. Could you imagine what Otani would go for right now? If you didn't I actually... know. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you'd be bidding against some Japanese dudes that have a ton of money in the morning. I got like six fifty, buddy. Here I go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, something like that. If they, if, they could, if they made an NFT of that moment last night, that, um, yeah, uh, uh, but not just a card, like the, like the video thing. So, you, you know, it would be one part in two clips. So you so you have like the hundred and one mile an hour fastball followed by like the monster home run in the bottom in the bottom half inning. If you had that as one, let's let's use the we'll use the top shot vernacular. So if you had that as one moment um, available to you and you hit that as an NFT, 
I mean, that would be crazy, right? Like, can you imagine how much that would go for? A hundred thousand easy. Yeah, yeah no exactly. Problem. And and as and as we discussed, tops would tops could always would always retain some part ownership of that, and they would get Jesus royalties ad nauseum. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, you know, if if I yeah. hit it and go, oh my god, I've got this amazing Otani thing. Right, I'm going to sell it. So I get like ninety percent, and then tops are forever taking ten percent of that. And it gets sold, and it gets sold, and it gets sold. Then you know why would they not do it? Because they're, in, in a way, it, it keeps them invested in the, in the secondary market as well as the primary market. Uh, I'm surprised they're they're not. Uh, uh, say I'm surprised I, you know, they're, not, right. they're not moving on this. Of course they are. Like they're obviously working on stuff. Um, but it's very unusual for baseball not to be the leader on digital technology because they've always led since yeah. since the two thousands. You know, they, everyone buys into their technology to do all their basketball games and all the football games and all that. Way. Although I think NFL has gone to Amazon, but I think they still have the priority stuff that uh, they were doing with MLB. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, I mean, for as much as um, there's lots of talk of baseball having to modernize, and nobody wants to sit and watch a game for three and a half hours and all that kind of stuff. They they have always been, like you said, they have have always been digital leaders, um, especially with the with their advanced media arm, which, like as you say, does all the doesn't just do all the all the hosting and, and everything for uh, for MLB TV, but yeah, like they also they have all the infrastructure that does NHL TV and NBA TV as well. And like you say, I think NFL NFL one has moved recently, but yeah, they still have. Uh, like they were buying up bandwidth, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, back in the yeah late nineties, early two thousands, I remember reading about it. Uh, it was pretty fascinating. But yeah, like like I say, MLB have kind of blazed a trail on that kind of thing. It could be a licensing thing. You know what you know what they're like with their licensing. Um, you know I could speak to. Uh, again, like the the best insight we have was the conversation we had with Lauren and that process, and especially when it came to. Uh, it came to the amount of money involved when she was looking to be licensed by NFL. So we know how much it costs to, to license anything for NFL now. Um, uh, yeah, gosh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I think we, I, I'd probably have to work for about five years. To <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, just to, to pay an enormous access fee just to, and, and then still have to pay royalties on top of that, I think is kind of incredible. Um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe it is in the works. Maybe if it's not by tops, it could be by somebody else. Uh, we've seen that with NBA. So obviously, Panini have the license for the physical trading, the physical trading card space. Um, but it's not Panini that's doing the NFT. It's not Panini that's doing Top Shot. It's a different company whose name escapes me now. But um, it's NBA Top Shot, and it's just uh, Dabble is the Dabble. The Dabble, yeah. So Dabble is like the top. So the Panini in this case, um, and they're just licensing that stuff from the from the NBA. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see. I really hope they do it. Um, I think it would drive a lot of people to, uh, not just to bunt, but into. I th- I think it would put some real weight behind this, uh, behind the whole NFT thing. It really seemed. I mean, there's episode seven that we spoke about it, so that was only four weeks ago, and mm-hmm. ju- even just in the last four weeks, I know we're slightly more invested than than perhaps Joe Joe average punter because we spoke about it and we did a bit of research for it and. You know, we both now own NFTs. Look at us. Um, I got three NFTs. You got three <laughs> NFTs. Look at you. Uh, I still haven't opened up my two top shop cards. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so we both. Uh, so you, yeah, you, so you've got top shot and the Blake Jameson one. I, I have the the Blake Jameson NFT as well. Um, Blake Jameson, obviously a, a Project Seventy artist. Um, so yeah, but it it really feels like it's like it's gathering a lot of a lot of pace. It's being spoken about in 
a lot of different arenas where it wasn't being spoken about before. I, I think it is gradually becoming more mainstream. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, I ask people, I said, have you heard of NFTs? Cause I chat to all the parents in the waiting line and drop the kid up. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> NFTs. I'm an expert. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> no. uh, but everyone knows about it from Gary V. Everyone says the same thing. There's more Gary people I know goodness. that listen to Gary V than ever would have guessed. And I still haven't listened to one of the shows yet. So. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind Gary V. For, for an internet windbag, he's one of the more likable internet windbags. Um, See, you sent me down a rabbit hole of Josh Hamilton and the shirtless cocaine hunter. Oh my god, did you listen to it? Oh yeah, we'll speak about that after because it's so good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so now I've gone down that rabbit hole. Uh, And and to be fair, I I don't listen to MLB podcasts for the most part. No, no. I mean, even like I had one, the ESPN, I won one of their prizes for their new podcast. I I got like Jameson card for them. And I listened to it and I'm not a basketball guy. Well, I'm a basketball, guy, but I don't care about basketball cards. I don't care about NFL cards. They don't yeah. appeal to me. Um, and so when they go off on this topic, I just kind of zone out and just not care there. So um, mm. I, I, I'll, I'll give Gary V, Gary v a try. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just because everyone seems to listen to him. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, I, I, I prefer we're hearing about Josh Hamilton and Coke off uh, 18 year olds bodies in the bar when he relapses. That's what I want to oh, hear about. <laughs> listen, as, as a baseball fan, um, I, I can't, I don't think, I don't know if we talked about this on stream before, but, um, but it's a fantastic podcast that I listen to. It's called crime in sports. Um, not a sponsor. Uh, and they do, they cover controversial figures from, from all sports, uh, lots of different athletes. And they have an episode on, uh, on the the storied the storied history of Josh Hamilton, and it's it's quite the listen. Um, it's quite like, comedians. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say it's really well presented. Yeah, I quite like those. Two. I quite like. I I hadn't heard of them before, but yeah, they're they're quite good. It's really well presented as well. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth a listen to hear a story from a guy who was like a top ranked, top ranked baseball player, uh, in MLB, and then just completely off the rails and then back on the rails and got back to the very top of the game again and then went off the rails again it's insane like the amount of na- the, the, the one takeaway i took from that is the amount of natural talent that guy must have had is unbelievable if you like you can go out and pound like 12 beers and do like a kilo of crack basically and and still work hard enough to get a 126 million dollar five-year deal from the angels is wow I mean, that's, <laughs> that's can... a gift. That is a natural talent on another level. So I'm, I'm going to quote you this one, and then we'll, we'll get back on topic. He did $100,000 of crack in six weeks. That's amazing. There you go. $100,000 crack in six weeks. That's a lot of crack. That's a lot of crack. Six weeks, that's a school summer holidays. Can you imagine getting through graduating <laughs> oh, with the crack cocaine in the school yes, summer holidays? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways, yes. But NFTs, yes. NFTs, yes. It's, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely a top speed. I'd be surprised if we don't see something by the All-Star game. I, and I think even by then, that would be a slow thing for them. I think they're going to rush to get something out. I don't yeah. think it's going to work, um, but there'll be something in the works there because mm. I think everyone in the grandma can produce a blockchain now. And, uh, and if once you get that going there, there goes your life. <laughs> oh, my God. My light just died. For, so, a, for a horrible second, I thought we'd have a power cut, but no. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, I, I'm sure Tops has something in the works. I'm sure the NFL will be keenly watching this because, again, you, you forget everyone is low on revenues for this year and last year. 
so the, anything that can generate any more revenues for them, they'll, they'll be all about, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I would be surprised if it took to the all-star game before we, we saw something from Tops. Yeah, I think so. Do you think it will happen? To be honest, they're not making the money after Project 70. It's not happening this no, time. That's, yeah, that's a good point. And, and they're, not, they're still not making it back from, well, with the teams. Oh, I don't understand their economic model. Um, yeah, I think I think it'd be good. just another way to license their product. Uh, I think why would why wouldn't they do it? And like you say, I think you're right. Your timeline seems perfectly acceptable. If if ever there, if ever there was a, an event that's made for highlights, it's the All Star Game and the festivities around it. So um, you know, like the the Home Run Derby and and the All Star maybe not the All Star Game. It's, well, yeah, the All Star Game itself. Um, still competitive, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, I was. I'm being a bit harsh. Everyone, everyone. It's not like NBA stuff. where no one plays defense for four quarters. You know. Yeah, or the, yeah, or the Pro Bowl. Yeah, where they all just fuck off to Hawaii and just like they're, they're basically drinking like coconut drinks out of coconuts in the sidelines and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the All Star Game is, is slightly. I like that it's mid season as well. Um, but speaking about that, obviously, huge story is they got oh left God, moved yeah. to Georgia. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah, so, I'm, uh, I'm not educated enough in, in what happened where I feel I can make any kind of comment because <laughs> I don't really know. I don't understand fully what's going on. I've seen many different takes on it. Um, but yeah, as a token American, I should probably take this question. <laughs> so well, one I mean, time I'm more represented. I'm like you. I don't know much more other than it was like voter suppression because they were limiting when people could. Yeah, or or a lot of people had taken it as voter, or it could be very easily misconstrued as voter suppression because it, improportionately, hit upon lower income areas, and of course they're which more is like all to of be, Georgia. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. outside Atlanta, like, I don't think it's a. Uh, yeah, it's that wealthy there. You're not moving to Georgia because you got a lot of money. Let's just put that way. Well, well, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, the All Star Game got moved. It's not uh, unless it's been announced, and I haven't heard yet. They've not announced where it's going yet either, have they? No. Um, Texas would out. get my vote, I think, because Texas missed out on all, all the. Well, they've got this brand new stadium, and they got and like fair enough, like they threw them a couple of playoff games in in the postseason last year, but they missed out on all, all the festivities because. Um, like, like they would have had all this cool stuff happen. Where was it supposed to be last year? Dodger, uh, Dodger Stadium or something last year. It was right? Dodger Stadium last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still think Texas because they did, they didn't get to celebrate their new stadium. I, I think MLB will throw them a bone and let them have the All Star Game this year. No, and plus, Texas see. give no fucks about COVID, so they will fill the stadium anyway. So I, I'm thinking Kansas City because it was last year was supposed to be the hundred year anniversary of the Negro Leagues. Oh, okay. so you, could, you could have a good tie in that way, do a goodwill gesture out that way. Um, I, I don't know how. But yeah, I mean, you're right. They, they, they don't care about COVID in Texas. So, yeah, they give uh, no, no shits. It's like Florida. <laughs> they don't have any shits about it either. So, uh, so I could see that. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, I don't know who's been passed over for an All Star game for a while, other than the Dodgers who had it last year. And obviously, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I mean, the same thing is, you know, LA in three months, you need to be able to get hotel rooms for everybody. All stuff goes with it. I mean, it's it's a it's not like you just kind of plump the All Star game down and go, all right, great, <laughs> we'll just take over this hotel and yeah, we, we got this whole place covered. You know, there is some serious logistical stuff you have to go behind yeah. there. So, but if anyone's um, going to be able to pull it off, then you need, you need it to be in a big metropolis like LA. It's not Cleveland. Let's put it that way. It's not <laughs> 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 Poor Cleveland. 
<laughs> well, until they come up with a better name for their team, you know, the, the Cleveland baseball team is going to have to stick. Yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, first, is that what they've gone with this year? No, they're still the Indians. They're yeah. still the Indians because they were going to drop it, right? That was one of the, the stories in the offseason they were dropping it. Yeah, I think that they need a whole season to. Oh, right. Okay. So they're not doing. They're not no, doing what they, the Washington football team have done and just call themselves the Washington football team or the Cleveland baseball team in this case. So, according to the biggest Indian fan I know, um, he says it's because there's so much stuff that says Indians around the stadium that it's going to take them a full year to get all that stuff off before yeah. they. Which, I, I mean, what do you got to really take off that says Indians? I mean, if it's on like every seat, okay, that's going to be a pain in the ass to take it off, like the seat number and replace that there. Uh, and of course, you're not going to do it until you have your your new one or you mm. have the generic C of theirs, which annoys me because it's just that block C. <laughs> um, I, I'm a logo guy. Come on, it's just, <laughs> it's just lazy, is it? You're going to yeah. you're going to critique my do- uh, my Tiger's hat then? No, because that's an old school Dodger. I love your Dodger hat. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's Tiger's hat. Dodger Stadium, Tiger's hat, Marlins jersey. There you go. That's, yeah, that's my I, combination tonight. But see, it's also the Dodgers use the same logo for their for their hat. There, yeah, so that's this, why is, I, this is definitely. Oh no, it's the other side. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, Tigers. It's definitely Tigers. Definitely Tigers. But the, but they use it, the Dodgers and the Tigers use that same font for their hat there. Ah, well, there you go. See, that is just lazy. So one of them is lazy. The Tigers and Dodgers. Probably the Tigers. I've got my Las Vegas, you know, with Elvis with there. The Elvis on it. I did there, spot so, that. Know. Yeah, yeah. So, For those of you uh, listening on podcast, this is fabulous content. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Check it out. The webcast. It's yeah. Too. There you go. Yeah. Go, uh, go to YouTube. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that, that's the. Yeah, I, I, I could. Uh, we lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go back to NFTs. Go back to NFTs. An all-star game. Yeah. But yeah, okay, all-star game, I'm guessing... All right, well, I'll, I'll say Kansas City. I think it makes sense. Kansas City. Well, that's, that's a fair guess. I'm still. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my guess at Texas. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but yeah, like I said, they'll need to announce it pretty soon. Uh, but then people are ah, COVID, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's COVID. We don't know what's going on, yeah. and, and it, Texas might eat itself by the time the All Star game goes around too. But Texas might eat itself. Was that? Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> They might secede from the U.S. There, it's Texas. They yeah. do their own thing. Let's hope not. Well, having said that, um, to to circle the conversation conversation back somewhat to the news, uh, one thing I did forget to mention is that uh, Topps Gypsy Queen, so one of the, uh, I guess one of their other flagship releases of this year, was recently delayed by three months. Um, and as we found out last year, a lot of car printing gets done in Texas, and of course Texas got smashed uh, over the winter with uh, like really bad storms and power outages and they basically got put back to the dark ages because they had a little bit of snow. Um, so whether that's had anything to do with it. A lot of retail Topps product is getting delayed as well. Um, but yeah, Gypsy Queen seems to have paid the price and it's been delayed by three uh, by three months. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess maybe Texas isn't going to be the best idea because that's uh, it's Texas at least that they're printed in. Jason Cano tops tops Prince Project Seventy out of Florida. In Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. I just spotted that on my invoice the other day. They, obviously, so, they, they have more than one printers. Uh, I would yes. imagine, but uh, yeah, we found out last one of the, one of the byproducts of COVID last year uh, was the the revelation uh, to the general population that uh, tops and panini products come out of the same factory in Texas. Uh, so of course, when Texas issued their stay at home orders, then uh, panini and tops production basically shut down. Uh, and yeah, so that came out then. But like I say, they do print a lot. They do print out of Fort Lauderdale as well. 
Uh, I'm sure that's not the only place they print, but certainly the vast majority of their printing comes out there. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't actually own their own printing company. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of. I I would be surprised by that as well. But then, you know, so, sometimes it's cheaper just to to uh, subcontract these things out to. You know, if, if this is one company who are being subcontracted by Panini and Tops, I imagine they can offer a better price than Tops setting up their own infrastructure and Panini setting up their own infrastructure. But they already have their own infrastructure set up because they've been doing it for seventy years. But they've been doing it for seventy years. That's true. But then as technology changes, you got to like you got to retool and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they they've got it all worked out. Where certain, I mean, I guess you see that now. You have to see. You have to have certain sets coming out of certain factories. Otherwise, you're going to be delayed regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And this would have all yeah. changed in the, what in the '90s when I stopped collecting. So, uh, <laughs> I, I will say you're the expert there. But yes. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm I'm putting two and two together and quite possibly coming up with five. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, when you when you look at the look at the look at the printing process now for some of these cards compared to what was available in the eighties and nineties, you know, when you've got you know even to do something like a foil card uh, requires a printing process that probably didn't probably didn't exist then. Like so so let alone, I mean, you can do color variations, no problem. But you know, when you're printing on on different thicknesses of card stocks and you've got higher quality. Uh, far higher quality printing than was available then. Like I say, one of the, one of the highlights of twenty tops series one this year, for me was seeing like the the reprints of like these thirty year old cards and seeing like a modern reprint on an, on like a high quality digital printing setup with like a nice glossy card, and it really made these designs that 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 we we love, like the you know designs that we like from. 25 30 years ago and seeing them recreated in a modern using modern printing methods was amazing like like the 35th anniversary set this year from uh from top's flagship i think looks great it looks so good uh on a nice glossy cardstock modern printing <laughs> it looks so good uh, absolutely and you know the only reason like that set is so panned it's either love because of the font for that but it's panned because there's not one card in there that's worth anything no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have that set, and you're like, "Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I can have like a bunch of like third year <laughs> cards from like Don Manley and Daryl Strawberry and Tony Gwynn and Carter Penguin." Yeah, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, just just to see it recreated, like I say, just just to to see it as a thing, just as a as an as a thing to to see, um, it looks so cool. Uh, uh, it, yeah, they look really great. Um, Heritage this year as well. Obviously, they're recreating the nineteen. Let me get my maths right. Nineteen seventy two design um, for for Heritage this year, and again the same the same idea to take the to take the the design, the card, and the colors, and and everything else, and, and bring it right up to date. Give it like a modern refresh, modern printing techniques, slightly thicker cardstock, more of a matte finish than uh, than series than series one, not like a high gloss like series one is. Again, you know, uh, it's a very marmite, a uh, very marmite design. Again, uh, some people vehemently against it. Um, <laughs> I like it. I, think it's I like cool. it as well. I think I think it looks good as well. Um, it's very yeah. much of the era. It's, it's just like, hey, let's get really high and design some baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's really got that vibe about it. It really does. Yeah, it's not the most fun to sort because a lot of the a lot of the teams have the same have the same colors like in their in their logos and stuff. Like the Marlins and the Mariners. Um, are basic well to my eye my colorblind eyes are basically identical and when i'm sorting breaks they're right next to each other as well uh-huh. mariners and then marlins come after each other alphabetically and, and dodgers and royals Do- yeah dodgers and royals 
Um, and I was forever putting them in the wrong pile. At least with the Dodgers and Royals. Like the Dodgers and Royals are separated by some distance when I'm sorting, so I'm not getting that wrong. <laughs> but but yeah, there's every chance I've shipped I've shipped some Mariners cards to, in uh, in with Marlins cards and uh, in the the heritage stuff I've been sending out the last few days. So yeah, if that happens, let me know and I'll fix it. Obviously. But. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I've always liked that set. But again, like you look at that and go, what's that going to cost me to ever put that together? Uh, yeah, probably not. even even when i was collecting you know uh back in the early 80s and i had money to go do that it was always it's out of my range i'm a cheap and cheerful guy and i fully admit that i'm all about the junk wax one 100 card or 10 boxes of junk wax i'm with the junk wax every time yeah but you make an exception for project uh for the for the project cards right Oh, yeah, they're really going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> they're really going to kill me there. I mean, to be fair, with Project Seventy, I'm not collecting that many. Uh, I'm going for Mariners cards, and I'm going for Gregory uh, Sip. Uh, there might be a few others. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I was admitting to. <laughs> Actually, so you're, Matt you're going to do the Sif set, are you? I'm doing Sif, I'm doing Matt Taylor. Okay. Because, again, I'm hoping that one day, with Matt being based in Brighton, that I can... Lug down my forty cards. Who? Hi, man. I'm the only guy in the UK doing cards. Yeah. And uh, I see. And, so you're just doing it to kiss his ass. I get it. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I asked him to come on the show. I've got a response to that. Yet. Oh so well, I, that could be I interesting. Thought, I thought that. Would, I don't think he does interviews, so uh, he's a tough one to get hold of. Yeah. Too, there. too many of these guys. I mean, not doing interviews. Come I know. Come on, Ermsey won't. I, I straight up asked him. He said he won't. He doesn't do interviews. So, no. Um, wow. I mean, can, can you imagine what a show Ermsey would look like? It would look like this. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ermsey. Uh, I'm based in Paris. I'm originally. And, uh, yeah. and then you, you, you hear his accent and realize that you know he's, he's British and uh, English. We know that much, but um, I don't know. I, that would ruin it for him. I mean. People would be able to recognize on the street then. Or yeah, exactly. His yeah. voice yeah. there, where he can happily be in Paris and just be another nobody. Uh, although, if you see anybody wearing a dugout classic shirt in, in Paris, <laughs> that's Ermsey. That's Ermsey. There you go. My that God. is Ermsey. There's one in Paris that way. So uh, I, I highly doubt he wears it, but I said it to him anyways. <laughs> yeah, geez, quite right. Quite right. Um, but yes, uh, but there's another Project 2020, Project 70, Project 2020 and 70 artist that has uh, said they'd like to come on the show. So we'll work uh, on we'll, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll save that one. Uh, save that for a later date. Yes, trust <laughs> me. We're not just going to interview Project 70 players either. We, we have some <laughs> other people that are coming up uh, uh, on there. Uh, and next week's guest is a UK guest, and we'll... We'll, we'll promote him when he comes on there. He's very excited to come on. Yeah. Assuming he can still come on, on next Monday. Well, I'd say, yeah, we'll need to check the, check the schedules again. And they got a calendar layer or something built up. I don't know. We'll get, we'll, we'll get a slightly more professional list. <clears throat> so, yeah, well, that's cool. Um, we've managed to fill an hour once again. So that's uh, that's that's always nice when that happens. Um, so, yeah, uh, to, to round out, uh, we I'm not too sure what we've got coming up this week actually. I need to check and see if there's anything releasing this week. Um I did my prep on, on stuff that we missed to cover off the news from last week. Uh I'm not sure what's coming coming up over the next sort of next sort of five to seven days. Uh I guess it'll just be some time spent watching actual baseball, I think. That'd be kinda nice. Or you can just catch up on our old podcast because we're on all the streaming platforms now. Look at you, what a professional. Exactly. We we are the hundred and forty six 
rated show in Germany. Yes. Come we on, are huge man. in yeah. Germany. We are big in Germany. Man, we're going to be like Hasselhoff. We'll be, we'll be, I was going to say, playing, the, playing what's left of the wall at some point. We'll be doing a, We'll need to take the show on the road at some point. That would be kind of exactly, cool. Exactly, yeah. We'll do a traveling road show. So, yeah, yeah, thank you to everyone in Germany that's listening to our show there. We, <laughs> we, we should rocket it up the charts on that one to 146 best baseball podcasts in Germany. Yeah, so, watch out be. there because everyone's obsessed with their chart positions. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a thing for UK podcasting, right? We've got to, we've got to, check, that, we've got to check that chart position. Yes, I can tell you this much. We're number one uh, podcast in uh, sports cards. Uh, okay. right oh, now. look at that. Yes. Number one, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if that's a category, but I'm going to say we're the number one. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. I'm going to go mock that one up on Photoshop later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one final comment that, that I meant to actually highlight from earlier on uh, when I was discussing the fact that uh, I haven't actually watched any, I haven't actually watched any of, uh, of the Yankees games yet. Um, uh, Ross over on Twitch. Uh, took time out of his busy day to remind me the Yankees got beat up by the Jays. Um, so thanks for that. But how are those own three Boston Red Sox looking? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get that in. <laughs> just to oh, see, man. just to see if he's still listening. <laughs> I, I, we'll see who's still listening there. And can you, anyone name more than two Red Sox that are left? That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I mean, I only know Bobby Dalback because he's on card on top. Because he's on cards, That's yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. That's about yeah. it. Uh, Jed Lowry still playing for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we pulled a, a Alex Verdugo autograph the other night out of Heritage. There you go. Hey, all right. That's not bad. Yeah, but that's yeah, two. Yeah, we managed yeah. to get two Red Sox players between us. Um, yeah, there we go. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, last season, there was no there was no baseball, really. I mean, there was a 60-game season, but I didn't pay attention yeah. to it. So I, 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 I look at these cards now, and I'm like, this guy plays for who? What? <laughs> who, who is this guy? He batted 300-something? Uh, all right, whatever. You know, do you know the best? You know how you can really tell there was very little baseball last year because when you are watching a game on M- on MLB TV, it's still all like highlights and and show real moments from twenty nineteen that they're showing in between the innings. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I've noticed about watching MLB TV this year. But it was the same thing. Like you get the little notifications on buttons said, "Do you know this person led the league in, in strikeouts by having one hundred and two strikeouts?" In the league? <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, that's it, an excellent it, point. Yeah, you know, Luke Voigt led the league in homers with twenty-one home runs the last year. It was like, <laughs> damn man, that sixty-game season didn't do too well. Yeah. Oh wow, his car prices will be rocketing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, once again, thanks very much, Jason, for joining us. Like I say, we'll have a guest on next week. We'll announce that uh, obviously in due course. Um, and yeah, well, I think we'll get out here on that. Anything, any uh, any final words for us? Nope. Hope you all had a great Easter. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you missed the show, catch us on the podcast. We're on all major channels there. Uh, the social media will be back up this week. I had to take a little mental break because it was getting a bit overwhelming. Um, but you know, thank you for everyone that listens to us or engages with us. We appreciate it all. So uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so yeah, until next Monday uh, at 9 p.m. Oh, the podcast will be out on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday at 9pm UK time we'll have this out as a, a podcast uh, and yeah we'll see you again live next Monday night hopefully with a guest um, and yeah thanks again Jason uh, and yeah continue to stay safe everybody uh, obviously restrictions in the UK here are starting to loosen off a little bit so 
that's uh, that's looking good, but let's keep it sensible and maybe we'll keep on track and we'll be allowed to see each other uh, <laughs> sometime within the next few months. Would you we'll be have a card it? show. We'll do it. It's going to happen. We'll, we'll have will. the first yeah. UK card show. We will, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I need to apologise to, to Chris, one of our regular listeners. Um, I've, I've not spoken to him on uh, on that subject for a while. We're actually working on something for, for next year, but uh, not really ready to, to announce anything. But uh, yeah, we're working on something, so... Hopefully, hopefully that does come together. But. All right, first Scottish card show. And by Scottish the way, card, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be our base one. You know? <laughs> it'll be me and you. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, me, me, you, and Glenn. <laughs> That'll probably be it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, thanks again, Jason, and thanks again, everybody, for for watching along and commenting and sending in questions and stuff. It was really great. Thanks very much. And yeah, we'll see you live again next Monday at nine p.m. So until then. Uh, take care and we'll see you soon.